When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella Earl, James O'Neill and I, Luke Cupforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end for the quick fire question round and don't forget to follow us on social media at Educating Josh. Subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Guys, how are you feeling about your first ever podcast episode? Oh, I am so excited for this. I'm so excited. Josh, are you ready to get educate? Mm. (laughs) I must say, on the record, before we start, this was your idea for a format. This is your, you you started this whole thing. Yeah, it was my idea. (laughs) So if it goes horrendously, this is your fault. Anyway, Lucy, we'd like to start with your story this week. So please tell us, what is your story? Okay, Josh, are you ready to be educated? I am 100% ready. Okay, well, the headline is that YouTube stars are being paid to promote academic cheating. So it's been all over the news recently. Over 250 YouTube channels have been paid to promote EduBirdie, which is a Ukraine-based company that sells essays to students so they don't have to write them themselves. It's not technically illegal, but most in the academic world consider the practice highly immoral. Um, It described itself as an academic marketplace where students can choose from hundreds of professional writers to assist them with their writing assignments. YouTube have responded, saying that creators may include endorsements as part of their content, but only if the product or service they are endorsing complies with their advertising policies. Mm. My question for you is, should essay writing services be made illegal? Okay, you've got 20 seconds to respond, Josh. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a really cool story, actually. Um, I think... I can only base it really on my experience at uni and my experience at uni was um, I was trying to do as much apprenticeships and as many trainee schemes as possible because I was in a creative industry. So services like that, I think, shouldn't be made illegal because they help. So, Lucy, what's your what's your viewpoint on the issue? Like, Do you think they should be made illegal? I do, but... I think it's much more complicated than that. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'd agree. I, I, I definitely think it's more complicated. <laughs> it is so, it's going to be, so, if it is ever made illegal, it's going to be so hard to control it. Well, they already do try and control it, don't they? Because they do put essays, especially stuff that's graded quite seriously, they put them through machines that check stuff, right? So there's no... That's a check for um, if you plagiarism. have plagiarism. Plagiarism. Like well, okay. actually, plagiarism, I looked it up. It is the practice of taking someone else's work or ideas and passing them off as one's own. So, so it's still plagiarism. So it's not just duplicating text. <laughs> so their entire business ideas. model is plagiarism then? Yes. And a lot Am of I allowed this... to say that legally on here? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of the YouTubers promoting the service were saying, 
saying it's plagiarism free. Yeah, that's what I read as well. Yeah, which is the issue free. there. But that's them and the way they're deciding to promote it. So maybe they need to be a little... What actually seems quite interesting about this story is who's informing the YouTubers? Like, are they getting themselves into trouble? Are they going to get a tap on the wrists? Like, it seems a bit... It might be a bit dangerous for them. The only thing that's happened to them so far is they've been shamed on BBC News. Basically, they had all these right. videos played. Oh, because, because what they're doing is not illegal. What the company's doing is not illegal. illegal. There's, no, there's no repercussion for it. And so the only repercussion is, is what we have in the 21st century, which is public shaming. Yeah, I, I think it is, it is kind of interesting because I think there are some people that go to uni and have three kids and, and struggle sometimes and are very capable of, of writing that essay but maybe need a little bit of help. And I think the fact that the service exists is potentially a good thing, especially in what I believe is quite a broken system of education anyway. So at my university, especially from what I saw, people's grades could depend on their relationship with a tutor. That is true. And, that, and yeah. I think that happens but a lot, the especially the solution to that is not to have some Ukrainian people write your essays for you. <laughs> it's to reform the education system. No, no, exactly. But I'm saying like you can't, you know, criticize one thing, but work within a faulty system as it is. So I think that to, you know, to target it and, and for the BBC to call it out like that is maybe, I mean, they're, they're reporting the news, it's their job, fine. But I, I think that that service does help some people that sometimes need a little bit of a helping hand. And I mean, I can understand if there's someone at uni that is using the service repeatedly and okay, you have to cater for the lowest common denominator half the time. So if people are abusing something, you get rid of it completely. But I still think it's, I don't think it should be made illegal. James, what do you think? Sorry, Lucy. I thought Lucy, Lucy had something she wanted to say there. No, no, you, you can go, go ahead. ahead. With your I have breath. lots I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take, I'll take the spotlight for a bit. Um, from what I've read, uh, most universities and colleges already start giving out penalties for these if they find out that you've been using these services. Right. Um, the issue is, though, they can't be detected. Exactly. That was the other thing. Most universities put essays through uh, some type of service that will can detect plagiarism. Mm -hmm. And from all these reports, they're saying that these essays that are being bought uh, don't well, no, of course, they're, they're original. They won't get flagged. But I, I, I think it's that person's choice. I don't think it should be made illegal. I, sh I think it should be on the person to make that decision themselves. It's a moral and ethical issue. And not everybody has the same morals or ethics. So it should be down to that person to decide if that's something that, that they want to do. But if a degree is completely essay-based, someone technically could buy all of their essays. How is that different from someone buying a fake degree completely? Are, are there any degrees that are 100% essay-based? I'm sure they are. But with, are. but with no tests or exams? Well, but even so, even if an essay, even if a degree was, say, 45% essay-based, you wouldn't be able to pass with 0% of your... not handing any essays in. So no, if you don't do any of them... Uh, of course, but that person still isn't going to come out with a first or an outstanding degree. If they're, all of their coursework is being written by someone else they're not learning they're not benefiting from it they're going to go into those essays and they're going to fail so I think that I'd rather the service exist the people that want to abuse it fine abuse it that's their choice it's their ethics it's their morals that they're that they're breaking um, but then the odd, the odd case where it does help someone out, I think it's worth having around. The interesting thing I think about this is that although I fully agree with you, Lucy, and I actually, I, like, we've just started this podcast and I've never agreed with, disagreed with Josh more about anything in life. <laughs> but the problem is, is that when your central question is, should it be made illegal? And the difficult thing about this is it's incredibly difficult to legislate. Yeah. Because the essay, essay service isn't saying, we'll write your degree and you should cheat. Mm -hmm. They're saying, we'll write an essay for you mm -hmm. and you should use it as inspiration. What, what you do with it is your doing. And so you can't legislate for 
what is essentially just a writing service. It's the same as paying a writer to write an article. Or like that, that's all it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think so. What they're going to do is make the idea of handing other work in illegal. Is it not illegal right now? It's just it's frowned not upon. illegal. It is illegal in New Zealand, and that's worked really well. But we need something to disincentivize students from using these services if we can't attack the service directly. Okay, we have to move on, guys. But Josh, I'd like to know your final decision. Should these services be made illegal? Uh, I think not. I think it's based on morals, and I think everyone's entitled to their own opinions, so it should be down to that person to decide. And Lucy, what do you think? I think they should be more heavily controlled, and I think students need to be disincentivized. Are you satisfied that you have educated Josh? Not really, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on that note, we will move on. James, what is your story of the week? Josh, my headline is, warehouse worker is sacked for making crude Facebook joke about Alfie Evans just hours after the brain-damaged youngster died. So there were comments made on this dark humor group on Facebook, which has about 6,000 members. Uh, it is a really, it's a private group. It's a closed group and it has a uh, no holds barred policy, which demands that snitches or anybody who's too soft are reported so that they can be booted out of the group. Uh, the story is that uh, on Saturday, there was a man who has un been unidentified, he's anonymous, and another girl were making uh, some very, very distasteful and disgusting comments about Alfie Evans, who is who was a toddler who had a degenerative neurological disorder, I think. It was mm -hmm. undiagnosed, basically. Mm -hmm. And he passed away on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And they were making some really uh, insensitive comments, saying things like brain-dead cabbage and uh, waste of a bed. And then eventually it escalated to someone saying, who wants to rape Alfie with me? And then they started describing violent acts that they could do on this, on this right. child, in this dark humor group. Okay. Uh, basically, this was... Um, reported to mm -hmm. the family of Alfie Evans mm -hmm. and um, the next day the man who made the comments was uh, fired from his retail job because okay. it was reported to his employer my question is should online comments and jokes have real life consequences Josh 20 seconds go um, oh that's a very very big question so I'm gonna like restrict it to that situation yeah of course in which case no I don't think he should have suffered any consequences for that why um, because it's a private group. It's a private group of like-minded people who think that way. And, it, it, you know, if, if I think I'd have been more upset if these comments had been made publicly or in a room with other people that weren't deliberately choosing to be in a group that very specifically says these are the kind of comments that we make. We're a fan. They're a fandom of these kind of jokes. Dark humor is absolutely fine if you're okay with it. I don't agree with forcing that on people. James, what's your opinion on this? Um, I do agree that it's stated as a private group, but anybody on Facebook can join the group, can apply to a join, and basically everybody gets accepted. Mm -hmm. um, the way I see it is that everybody has sensitivities. Everybody has uh, things that they don't want jokes made about, things that are too far, things that are a bit, things that everybody has things that are offensive to them. Yeah, uh, which is why everything's got to be okay. Yeah, in a way, but also you don't know who's in the group. And especially with such like a, it, it was a story. No, it, no, it's been an no, ongoing that, thing. That's, that's wrong because I would assume the people in the group are ones that want that kind of comedy. It says the kind of, I assume it says the kind of page it is. It's not going, this is an air, you know, this is a nice light comedy group about jokes about, I don't know, policemen and non-nasty things. Love those jokes about yeah, policemen and non-nasty things. <laughs> I'm floundering I know, a little bit. Five. But do you know, do you know what I mean? The, the, it's a very specific group for a very specific type of comedy. He should not have had any repercussions for that whatsoever. That's interesting, Lucy. What do you think? I'm almost at a loss with this one because 
I don't think comedy should be censored. I really think it should be open. I completely but agree with you. Though. Where does comedy then become? Where does it go too far? Like, where is the line? I think sometimes when it's a public forum, when it's, say he had made that, say he was a radio host or he had a platform uh, that, that wasn't specifically like that group. I 100% agree that you shouldn't really censor comedy. I think when it's bad is when, if that had got to that, that, that kid's parents, um, that's where it starts to hit a line that I'm not quite sure how I fall on. I like, mean, that's hard. Initially, before I read the jokes that were said, I thought, I mean, comedy is comedy, but I do think that the company has every right to sack him because if I found out that somebody under my employment, under my employment, if I found out that one of my employees had made a joke about raping a child, I wouldn't want them in the company anymore. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have the right to let them go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that was going to be and my next question. That's what, do you think an employer has the right to fire somebody if they find out that they're just not a very nice person? If they find out that they're not even not a nice person, like twisted, like a twisted individual who makes jokes like that. Do you think an employer, that's a reasonable term for dismissal? No, because it's in a private Facebook group in this scenario. It is in a, in a private Facebook group. He's not forcing it on anyone that wasn't, you know, willing to hear it. It is a private Facebook group, but also it is open to anyone to apply to. So it can, it does have the potential yeah, to but get... that's your cho choice to apply. It does, it that's... does have the potential to then leak out. And, you know, people can post screenshots publicly and call you out and shame you, which does make it then a public thing. So you have to, it is an opt-in thing. I opt into this private group, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm um, not really with, I'm not really with James on this one. I'm with Josh on this one from the point of view of it's, it's not a public place. Mm -hmm. It is closed off. You've chosen to enter it. However, I am also with Lucy on the fact that, you know, don't make child rape jokes. Yes. Like, that seems like a, just a level too far for anyone. I know that, I, I know that not in like a... Well, I'm kind of confused because Lucy just said you shouldn't censor comedy. So if you can't, if you shouldn't censor comedy, yet you're censoring a type of comedy that you're not comfortable with and then you're then judging someone about it and firing them. This is why I said I'm at a loss. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not saying that... I, I don't think we should censor comedy, but talking about the rape of a child, that could that could un kind of show something a lot deeper about that person. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Where does it stop? Can people not in a joke forum in a, another private forum start talking about dark horrible I mean that, things like that and they've been saying and pe- they could say it's just a joke yeah i mean that's a, there's a bigger question there like did the director of saw is he a twisted axe killer like you know that's that's a much much broader question i think and i think no i think some people maybe it would reveal something about the personality but i, I think you can make a joke it's just for you, you're very not comfortable with that joke. So it says something about them to be able to make that joke. But then you're then making an assumption based off that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just think, I, I think he did it if, I think he did it in quite, oh, this is not the right thing to say, but if there were a respectful way to make that joke, he did it in that way. All right. So, Josh, that's not going to be the last thing you say. Could you please summarise your point of view for me? <laughs> um, I, I think that there are people that make those jokes publicly where the family can see them. In, in fact, I think that the media has probably brought this to the family's attention. Rather well, no, than it was brought themselves. to the family by, by a member of the group. By a member of the yes. group that yeah. took it to the family. Yeah. Well, that, that person should be in trouble. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you send that to the... No. All right, cool. James, are you satisfied? Yeah, that's with, it. No, are you satisfied? no. How about no? Fire, find them and fire them. Like, I feel that's like awful. On, I feel like on this story, Josh might have started educating us because we came to this going, this is disgusting. And then this we've all gone, gross. oh, oh wait. wait, but we can't censor things. So we're the problem, maybe. James, are you satisfied? Uh, Josh, you are completely right that I don't think anything should really be censored. Uh, I'm all for freedom of speech. But the thing is, when you start making jokes about it, this is just coming from my perspective. It's when your you, line. Yeah, when you, when you start fine. making jokes about things as, you know, things such as raping a child and calling mm-hmm. calling someone who's terminally ill a brain-dead cabbage, yeah. um, you've got to kind of accept that if it does get out and it does leak, then there's going to be repercussions because some people... He should, highly... def- he should definitely accept those repercussions, I, but I don't think he should have been fired for it. I don't think that's fair. He should accept the repercussion of being fired, but he shouldn't have been... What? I don't understand. Sorry. Can you just clarify? (laughs) So he should accept the fact that it's got out there and that that was a risk, basically, and that things could happen. And he should accept the fact that he has been fired, but I don't think he should have been. Personally, I don't think he should have been fired. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, we'll move on to the last story of the week. That is my story. Oh, here I go. 
This story is a Catholic high school in Michigan announces they will hand out modesty ponchos to students who break the dress code at prom. Modesty ponchos. Modesty poncho. A poncho to increase modesty. <laughs> so Divine Child High School in Dearborn, Michigan, planned to hand out colorful ponchos to students in, quote, inappropriate outfits. And the students and parents are not happy about this. According to pictures of the school's written guidelines, dresses must be appropriately fitted and modest, cannot have plunging necklines or plunging back openings, Explose, exposed, cle- exposed cleavage, Explo- exploded cleavage, exploded cleavage, etc. General showing off your bod. Okay. The school then cancelled the plans after backlash in the mainstream media. That sounds like a nunnery. maintains that there will be wraps and shawls if anyone breaks the rules. So basically the same thing, but it's not called a poncho. So my question is, Josh, should schools have the right to dictate the dress code for girls at social occasions? 20 seconds, go. Hang on, don't let my 20 seconds start yet because I need one bit more of information. Okay. But what if a boy turned up in a mankini? That, that isn't I, covered here. I think they'd be turned away as well, but I don't think they're Maybe expecting that's the problem. to Have they not specified that? No. So this is just, just girls? Just yes. girls. This is just girls. Okay. 20 seconds, go. Um, I think, I, I agree with the, a school's right to dictate uniform. I think it's important. They're representing a school. You choose where your kid goes to school. You accept those that uniform when you send them there. Um, this does sound a little bit unfair, though. Um, um, who's who? Who is deciding what's modest and what isn't? The teachers. The teachers. So the story is when they arrive at prom, they have to shake hands with a line of teachers. Story time with Luke. Yes. <laughs> Once upon a time, students in Michigan went to school and they have to shake hands with a line of teachers. And if any of the teachers decide that dress is a bit skimpy, then they go and get them. <laughs> get, get this a little, sounds disgusting. Yeah, it's a bit weird because it's then like a line of teachers, like, it's very eyeing up judging their students. you. They're like, yeah. uh, and they have to look at you in a. Almost a sexualized way. Yes, it's yes. uncomfortable. Yeah, Lucy. Now I hear more about that. I'm slightly changing my opinion. Yeah, I think because <laughs> I, I, I when I I th- <laughs> um, I'm really confused because I do I genu- I genuinely agree with the with a school's right to to enforce uniform. Um, I don't think there's a problem with that. You're not at a fashion show when you're at school. Um, there is no real reason to show any of the things that they're trying to hide basically but prom's prom and girls are allowed to dress up and feel pretty the same way that boys will put on a nice tight suit and you know try and feel dapper and I don't know it's, it just feels like they're not being allowed to look pretty James your or, thoughts or a dress you know boys can wear dresses too well, what would what. happen if a boy turned up in a dress that showed cleavage whoa they didn't specify that they didn't specify well, because they, they, they might not have a cleavage but if they did they could have a I cleavage mean, I've, got, I've got some you've got moves. a bit I've yeah some <laughs> so you should go to Michigan in a skimpy dress see if they put a poncho on you see if they put a poncho we'll test it out I'm, I'm 25 years old I think that'd be weird if I turned up at a 60 year old yeah, prom there are other All issues right. there um, I'm Josh Lucy, I go to school I swear in a dress alright I do think the school runs the socials, so the school decides the dress code. Yeah, but I, the yeah, way I agree. it's being enforced is weird. It's this weird. is exactly this is it's exactly so what weird. I was going to say. And also, I don't like that it's not fair. It needs to be for everyone. If the boys come skimply dressed, or maybe if they come they not poncho, not according well. to the dress code, they yeah. Could but have maybe some... there should be more. Like it could be things like not wearing a tie. Well, exactly. Like you should come with a tie. They could have colourful obedience ties or conformity crocs. Conformity crocs. Conformity crocs. Lucy's currently Hashtag planning the conformity crocs. <laughs> <laughs> has to be a thing. <laughs> Lucy is currently planning the educating Josh merch that will release. <laughs> Hashtag conformity yes. crocs. Yes, I love that. James, what do you think on this? 
your opinion? I, I'm completely in agreement with Lucy and and mostly Josh as well, I think. I, the school has the right, because it's a, it's a private event that they're putting on. Yeah. They have yeah. the right to say, this is what we'd like you to come in, this sort of attire. Um, I just think it's the way that they're going about it. The way that they're enforcing it is just a bit creepy. A line of teachers. Yeah. That the line shake. is the issue. Why do you have to off. shake their hand? Yeah. What happens know. during that process? To check that you're wearing it- gloves. <laughs> I would be wearing gloves before shaking so any of those the, teachers' the, the central question to this, really, uh, uh, it boils down to a different question, which is, because they're talking about these girls covering up, and they're not yeah. talking about boys covering up, do you think that the <clears throat> female body is inherently sexual and should be hidden? Because that's w- really what they're saying. I think that, yes, at the moment, the female bo- body is automatically sexualized as as. No, no, I mean sexual inherently as a body. Is it a sexual thing that needs to be covered up and protected for the sake of the straight boys who'll go crazy if they see a little tiny bit of thigh? For the sake of the straight boys. Um, No, I think it's you can flaunt your sex. You you can flaunt the bits of you that you like. Like, I I don't see a problem with that. Like, as long as you're not objectifying yourself, then I think it's absolutely fine. I don't see a problem with it. Okay. Any any <laughs> any rebuke? Did, did we finish Sorry, the podcast on an agreement? <laughs> no, there's no way. Okay, right. I think Quickly, I, has someone argued. Wait, wait. Has this prom happened yet? I don't actually know. Oh, if it hasn't happened, I think we, we need go. to tell them all to go on strike. <laughs> well, this is the thing. They have options here. Yeah, they need to make. A, they they can, need to stand up to this. I well, think. they can go dressed accordingly. They can go and wear the poncho mm. if they're dressed inappropriately. Mm. They can go and then leave when they're told to. T- to put on the poncho or yeah. they can just not go at all and run their own prod. Also, I think it's worth noting that um, every student, every parent, uh, every parent of a student who's going to the prom signed uh, an agreement uh, about the attire. Right. And then complain, and then some, some, a very few complained about well, they signed an agreement not being able to wear it. something that wasn't on the agreement. Yeah. Um, I think that really what should happen here is that rather than being given a modesty poncho, if, as you've said, they've signed an agreement that they're going to wear a certain dress code, which is, in all, in all, like that—that's the school's right to do it, whether you agree it, or, yes, agree exactly. with it or not. If you sign an agreement, great. Yeah. If you turn up not in that dress code, rather than giving the message of you're disgusting and you hide should cover yourself. Up, oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hide exactly. your body. Yeah. You just you exactly. aren't you aren't allowed into the prom. Yeah. Because you've signed an that's, agreement. And that's you- the bit about it that's really weird. It's that you're then covering them up. Like that's because no one's going to turn up naked. You know, and I and I know. Well, well, but but like I don't understand. Am I missing something really big? Well, I think they have the choice to go home, or if they want to stay, they can put on they have the cover up, put on the poncho. But that involves a line of teachers staring at you. The poncho shouldn't be an option. It's it's weird. It is weird because it is weird. But why not? But but I, I feel like I'm missing something though. I feel like. There's something here that I'm not quite getting because uh, what's wrong with showing a bit of cleavage? Exactly. Why can't they? Sh- what and and who has made this decision? Is it, it like is, a fifty-year-old woman yes. that's like? Well, I think it's the from it a different is, generation, teachers, or is, it, is this a man? Is this a thirty-year-old, forty-year-old man teacher that's then going? Oh, sixteen-year-old shouldn't show their boobs. It's like for that thought to be in your head. It is. Like, a, it is a Catholic high school. It is a Catholic high school. So I think that. Uh, I think. Is that is that standard? I don't know. I went to a Baptist high school for like a year. I went to C of E. That was pretty much my experience. They just seemed to like covering the girls up. All right, just got to round up. What is your final decision? 
Um, I think that schools have the right to enforce a uniform policy, but I think the way that they, in this particular story, have done it is very weird. And I think that all the students should put their money together and rent their own location and screw the school. <laughs> I completely agree. Mm. Apart from the screwing the school bit, I just think, yeah. Okay, it's time for the quick fire round. I've taken my favourite stories that you've sent in through social media and Josh has to respond to them in one sentence. Josh, the actor Priyanka Chopra has said that the character Apu in The Simpsons is a racist stereotype. He is, and it's funny. Okay. Yeah. Donald Trump has been officially nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for his handling no, of the no, North Korean no, missile crisis. On. No, carry on. Kanye West has said that because slavery existed for 400 years, slavery must have been a choice. He is wrong. Okay. Fashion magazine Vogue have been accused of blackfacing for darkening a model's skin color on their Italian cover. It's, no, it's just touching up. And finally, a lovely story. A dog in China has been photographed waiting for his owner to return from work at the station. Oh, I know, I just wanted to add on something nice. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. I think we all pretty much agreed. It's been quite a nice, quite a nice amicable first episode, hasn't it? Yes. You had a good time? Mm-hmm. Nobody shouted, it was pleasant. No. <laughs> Is that your bar? That's my bar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there will be polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd also love you to send in more questions for next week's Quick Fire Round. Go subscribe and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. I have been Luke. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Cutforth. Lucy, where can people find you? They can find me at Lucy Bella Earl on Twitter. James. You can find me at that jamp on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know if I really want people to find me. I've said some quite controversial things here. You can go and attack Josh at Josh Winslate on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next Thursday for another episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. 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 Yay. Yay.